Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, J.J. Peterson. Hi, Don. J.J., it's the sequel. It is. It's the part two. We're back. The Dukes. <laughs> the Dukes. <laughs> the Dukes. <laughs> is Dukes a thing? It's, no, it's, it's not. It's got an ace in it. it. Next? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm married to a Louisiana girl. That would be the Doe. The Doe. <laughs> the the <laughs> Part Doe. It's our second part of our conversation with Ian Cron, author of The Road Back to You. Yeah. And it's all about the Enneagram. Last time we talked about the do's and don'ts in the workplace of each type of personality. Yep. Today we're talking about your superpower. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram three. Yep. And You're I'm an two. Enneagram two. Yep. You know, your superpower is caring, compassion, warmth. You want this person a great human resources director, mm. a wooey salesperson. <laughs> a wooey salesperson. A wooey. You woo the people. <laughs> woo people over. Interesting. <laughs> That's Interesting. exactly it. Twos are often second in charge. Mm. Any kind of personality can lead, as yep. Ian says. But if there's a harsh personality leading, often will two will be the good cop, bad cop uh-huh. drama there. <laughs> yes. I've played that role many times <laughs> in my life. Yes. Never here, though. <laughs> Never here. Never no. here. We're both good cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your superpower? That's the question. Yeah. What are you good at? How do you lead? Yeah. Ian gets into this only threes and eights lead uh-huh. uh, really well. He says it's myth. Yeah. Sixes lead great, fives lead great. But how should you lead? You know, what is your strength? That's what we're going to talk about today. Again, the book is The Road Back to You by Ian Cron. That's an introduction to the Enneagram, I think the best one out there. However, if you want a cheat sheet on how you should interact with each of the nine types, go to storybrand.com slash Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, storybrand.com slash Enneagram. You can download a cheat sheet that will help you interact with every single person in your office in a different way. There's also a video of our last conversation. Yeah. The last one we did, Ian came into the studio and we recorded it on video. It's a fantastic conversation. JJ, I don't want to wait any longer. I mean, you know, we got the wise guy in the room. Yeah. Let's go straight to him. Here's my conversation with Ian Cron about your superpower as a leader. Ian, welcome back. Man, it's good to be here. Part two of our conversation. Yeah. Part one was unbelievable. Yeah. Part one was the do's and don'ts of each Enneagram type in the mm. workplace. Yep. Don't do this with them. Right. Definitely treat them this way. Yep. Now we're going to switch gears, and I'm excited about this. I want to talk about the strengths of you as a leader mm-hmm. if you are each of the, one of these nine types. Mm-hmm. So as a one, you should lead this way. As a two, you should lead this way. We all, you know, strengths finders is so powerful. Yeah, it's I think great. the Enneagram is just as powerful to show us what our strengths are. I agree. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, go get... Ian Cron's book, The Road Back to You. It is the best introduction I've ever read on the Enneagram. I think I've personally probably sold a thousand copies of this. Really? I think so. Well, I appreciate it. I still have one kid left in college. <laughs> so, you know, continue. That's right. Matthew Barron Jones was at a concert once and he said, All the money goes to a good cause. And he named his children. <laughs> That's the cause. And so, fantastic book. You know, if you haven't listened to the last episode of Building Sermon, you might want to go back and listen to that one first mm-hmm. because it's going to give a little explanation of the Enneagram, the nine different personality types, and talk to you about how to identify them in your workplace, what to do and not to do with them. And now let's talk about if you are this type, how should you lead? Type one. Traditionally, they're called the perfectionists, right. but I like to call them the improvers, too. Yeah. Yeah, it takes the sting out of per- the word perfectionism. You know, <laughs> yeah, I often get complaints from ones about that, you know. Just to get one thing out of the way, mm-hmm. 
There's a stereotype that there are basically two t- leaders on the Enneagram, threes and eights. There is a stereotype. Okay, yeah. it's not true. Any healthy number can be a great leader. That's great to hear. Okay. And you even point out, every time you say President so-and-so was probably a nine, President so-and-so was probably a six, right. I'm always surprised because I'm like, no, it's just threes and eights. No. But not true at all. No, no, Some no. of the most successful people in the world, many, 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 yes. are not threes or eights. That is absolutely correct. And uh, by the way, an unhealthy three or an unhealthy eight are a liability. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. They'll cause failure, not success. Okay. So if you're a type one, yeah. what do we need to do? Well, this all comes down to superpowers, right? Yeah. Tap into them. Right? Yeah. So you want to lead through moral example, right? You want to model integrity. You want to be the kind of person who's inculcating systems, procedures, and administrative structures. Yeah. Like, they're great at that, man. Yeah. They're just killer. And their attention to detail is unparalleled, right? So lead from that stuff. Yeah. You know, lead from it. And, you know, the danger for once is that they can be, when they're not very self-aware, is critical and judgmental, and mm. it, it demotivates people. So... As with all numbers, you got to develop an awareness of what your blind spots are. And that's why the Enneagram and other instruments like it are so terribly important. Yeah. Lead by inspiration, if you're one. Lead by example. When I think of a great Enneagram one leader, I actually think of my friend Justin Zarati. Mm. He started an organization called These Numbers Have Faces. Right. He's now handed that off and he's working with another organization. Actually still works with these numbers. Now he's doing two things, changing the world. Right. But man, what a great guy. And, oh. and he leads by example. Enneagram twos. Yes, sir. How should twos lead? Twos for sure should lead through relationships. They're the helper. They are the helper. They are the most, as we mentioned earlier, they're the most interpersonal of all of the numbers. So they Is it fair for me to think of a nurse when I think of a two? Well sort of caring, yeah. Wanting you to get healthy. Slightly a stereotype. Yeah. Right? Because I sure would like a one to be a nurse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my heart surgeon and my pharmacist and my airline pilot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, you, you yeah. Definitely They're not don't... going to mess it up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they are resourceful. These are people who are great recruiters, right? Because they know how to find people and seduce them, right? Got to bring them into the organization. Right. right, yeah. By the way, so Tim, you're number two guy. He's either a two with a three wing or a three with a two okay. wing. So it's very common for twos to be number twos. Really? Yeah, their power's behind the throne. Boy, he's They that. manage the boss. Oh, that, he is that. So I would bet if he's a two, that other people, when they're struggling with you, <laughs> right, and they don't know how to tell you because they're maybe a little intimidated, uh-huh. they go to Tim and say, can you tell him? Yeah, it's true. Right? And I actually wear, it's a great management device that Tim has given me. It's a shock collar he bought at Petco, and it's just on my ankle, <laughs> and he just clicks it every time. <laughs> oh, don't do that. But yeah, but every time I hear the beep, I know, oh, I can't do that. If I do it one more time, I'm going to get right. shocked. But you know, that's a gift. <laughs> like, like I actually worked with a, a guy at a, at a company the other day, and he's a three. Yeah. He's the CEO. And his number two has been the same guy for like 30 years. And he's a two. Twos, organizations where relationships and customer service are the focus. Yep. They have a high degree of people contact or networking. Organizations where results measured by the impact on people's lives, not just information. Right. They're great personal counselors. They're great where management views itself as a support to the team. They make expert recruiters, heads of customer service, sales, PR, big leadership. Executive role is playing second to the CEO. They manage the boss. Like nobody. Yep. That's awesome. Okay. Enneagram threes, and you would agree that this is the best personality in the Enneagram personality. God is a three. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear the previous episode. You know that I'm a three. And uh, of course, there isn't a best, but uh, how should threes lead? Clear goals, focus, entrepreneurial spirit, and can-do attitude. There you go. They're highly competitive. Fast-paced environment is what they like. They like reward systems, emphasis on originality. 
Uh, Can I say something about that though? Yeah. The emphasis is the emphasis not on originality. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, threes are really good at spotting something else and thinking, you know what? If we take that and we just tweak it this way and market it that way, it will do infinitely better than what it's doing right now. Yeah. Agreed. So they don't necessarily come up with a brand new idea. Gotcha. They'll go out hunting for new ideas and go, that's a great this idea. This is what they're missing. This is why that's not working for them. Right. And if they had only done this, they'd have killed it. Let's take it and kill it. Make it our own. So it's not plagiarizing. I tend to do that a lot. Let's kill it. That's funny because I do that a lot. You know, I go in sometimes, not very often, but I sometimes go in and do a marketing strategy session a day with a company. Right. I feel like I'm doing that all day. Best practice. I'm just saying, they're saying this is failing. And I'm saying, it's because you're not doing this one little thing. Right. And inevitably, it usually works. Yep. That's, totally. a, that's the superpower for a three? That's one of them. Good CEOs? They are good CEOs. They're not big risk takers. Very worried about failure. That's hilarious because we have a huge rainy day fund here. Uh-huh. Literally, you can ask Tim and JJ. I'm constantly saying, okay, if there's a recession and we don't make any money for two years, I think we're going to be okay because we have this nest egg here. We have this. Right. I'm very always, sixy right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's also a six wife. So that's the unhealthy side me. of threes. We'll get to that one day. But that's, unhealthy that, side of threes is too careful? Uh, they get a little paranoid. Worried about, yeah, a little worst case scenario thinking. Oh, right? okay. I got to watch that. Enneagram fours. Yep. How do they lead? Unique vision, creativity, inspiration, emotionally deep interpersonal connectedness with other people. People like fours. Fours can be artistic. and they can be. A lot of four artists. They're so complicated. I have to tell you, if you got an unhealthy four in an organization, it is- It's going down? No, it's just they're a lot of work you know, interpersonally. But what's your favorite hotel in the world? The most beautiful hotel you've ever stayed in? I mean, it would be some boutique hotel in Paris or something like that. Is that what you mean? Right, like, okay, the Georges Sank, let's say, or something like that, right? So when you walk in that lobby, you think an eight made it? Uh, No. (laughs) You think a two made it? No, that was a four. That was a four. (laughs) Tiffany's? You're walking to Tiffany's, see the layout? Yeah. Yeah, that's a four. Maybe even Whole Foods, for all I know. They know how people feel. You've been the lighting in Whole Foods is better than my house. (laughs) You know, it just sits on those apples that are sort of set out like a like a freaking like you know sculpture by Andy yeah. uh, Goldsworthy. It's like I don't know, it smells four to me. Okay, what are the four's weaknesses as a leader? Moodiness. Um, they change a lot, like the weather. Yeah, they're, they're temperamental. Their personalities can be very big and intimidating to other people. They can be pretty overwhelming. Really? Yeah, I fours wonder, can be powerful personalities. Oh, Van Gogh. Oh, yeah. Well, they're withdrawn types. I bet you he was a withdrawn type. Plus, he was mentally ill, too. Yeah, right? yeah. But I think someone like, I don't know if this is true of her or not, but maybe Anna Wintour, you know, no. the editor. I think she's the editor of Vogue. Oh, yes. Oh, right? yeah, okay. Maybe Betsy was the devil. I can't remember. Yeah, I may Betsy be all knows. wrong yeah. about this, but maybe the movie The Devil Wears Prada is about Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I think that's either a four. Force can be driven. Oh, bro. <laughs> Especially to self-express. You're a four, oh, we should confess. And they can be very ambitious. Think about how accomplished you are as a four, though. Well, thank you. Numerous best-selling books, a great company. That's four. That's four right. can do With that. With a stuff. big three-wing. With a big, giant three-wing. That helps. It's like the four is your body and the three is the engine. Totally. <laughs> My four is saying, can't we write a poem? My three is like, you want to eat? <laughs> I'll be back with the rest of my interview with Ian Cron in just a moment. Hey, if you want to start out the year strong, if you want to be clear-headed about your brand's identity, if you want a marketing plan that will work, if you want seven different messages that you can use over and over to promote your company, that is messages you can put on your website, messages you can put in your email blast, messages that you would repeat in your elevator pitch, you need to come to the Story Brand Marketing Workshop. We only have one left this year. 
it is almost too late to get in. It's December 9th through 11th. That is Sunday you fly in to Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to do a great dessert where you meet everybody the night before. And the 10th and 11th, we're going to get down to work. You will then have about two and a half weeks during the Christmas holidays to just really meditate and think about exactly what you came up with in the workshop to apply it to 2019. If you do that, 2019 very well may be your best year ever as a business leader and as a brand. You know, we're on about cycle year eight or nine of a 10-year cycle. We're normally going to a recession. I personally think the next recession isn't going to be a recession. It's just going to be a settling of the numbers. But that means all this gasoline and fire that is really fueling this roaring economy, you got about a year left to take advantage of it. And if you have a clear message, you're going to get the most out of all this money that is floating around. It is almost too late to sign up, but you want to sign up right now. Go to storybrand.com, get a plane ticket, get to Nashville, get it done, and start out 2019 right. Go to storybrand.com and register for the live marketing workshop in Nashville, Tennessee right now. Do it today. Storybrand.com, and we'll see you soon. Okay, Enneagram fives. Yeah. Fives so, are, let's, okay, so the four, let's go back through it. Three is the performer. Yep. Four is the romantic. Right. Five uh, is the investigator or the observer. Scholar. Yeah. The investigator. Yeah. Or okay. the observer. They're or, both equally great names. All right. Okay. Most observant number on the Enneagram. Don't miss I, a thing. What's their superpower? How should they lead? They're incredibly analytical, detail oriented. They're planning, logistical insights are amazing. A proposal from a five is so detailed and thought through. It's, yeah. it's really incredible. They're incredibly objective. They're Switzerland. Give them the data, they'll give you the facts, whether they feel good or not. It's just how it is, man. They're not taken off on a wave of their emotions or any of that stuff. No, they're the most emotionally detached number on the Enneagram. Is that right? Yeah. Even more mm -hmm. than nines. Yeah, you bet. But incredible pioneers, mm -hmm. right? So we talked about Bill Gates, I think, in the last uh, Yeah, he obviously podcast. succeeded they're as a leader. They're very ambitious. They can be very driven so don't think of those fives in that way we spoke about in the last podcast. I'm glad because I would have previously thought of those five as a little bit more passive, not because they're passive personalities, but because they're just so invested in their own thoughts and research. Because they're not as assertive relationally as a three like you are. Right. You might think that they're sort of meek, yeah. you know, or, you know, not uh, strong leaders, but they can be. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Enneagram sixes, yep. the loyalist. Yep. My wife is a six. Yep. A lot of sixes out there. How should they lead? Yeah, they got to lead more through collaboration. Yeah, that's uh, Betsy. Right. They're going to lead by collaboration and consensus, you know, a lot of times. Yeah, she's chairman uh, of the board of an organization, yeah. and it's led really it's well. It's a little similar it's to nines, but for different reasons, right? But they're really great at forging alliances. They're great creative problem solvers, troubleshooters, mm -hmm. risk assessment, right? They should rely on that. You know, they should lead reminding people by model and example about loyalty and perseverance. These are people who stay with the company 30 years. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're great. Type sevens, the enthusiast. Oh, man, they lead through innovation. Fun leaders. Oh, my gosh, they're great leaders, especially in the first three or four years of a startup. <laughs> and then once it starts turning toward management, you really want to keep your eye on... They're not super detail-oriented. They don't want no. to get into the weeds. No, they tend to flatten hierarchies. They don't like the feeling of having to be an authority figure over other people, which could lead to interactions that are uncomfortable feelings that might come out of them right 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 they also tend to test authority a little bit with their charm huh. they try to get around authority if you mean like, push you like it, when they encounter authority they charm their way around it how do you mean well for example if an eight tests authority directly head on yeah 
a seven will kind of charm their way around them like a little bit, right? So that it's easy to forgive in a seven because they're so charming. You know, if they don't get it all done and they don't get the job done, you may come down on them, but their charm and their humor is so great, they may diffuse you. You can't let them do that. And let's say you have a department that's the hospitality department yep. or the events department. Mm -hmm. Sevens are good to put in charge of that. Yeah. But Who else would you put in that department in order to twos keep and checks and balances? Twos and ones. Twos and ones. Oh my gosh. Twos Sevens, and ones. twos and ones. Yeah, the seven may be the MC who brings all the juice and joy to the room. Yeah. But the two, especially a two with a one wing, they I've met more event planners who are twos with one wings. They slam it. Really? Oh, they kill it. Yeah. <laughs> or a one with a strong two wing. Either way. Yeah. They don't miss a thing. Okay, type eights. Yeah, man. I think of these guys as natural leaders. They can be. Like every other number, they can be. Enneagram eights. Yeah, man. I love eights. Here's how they should lead. They're powerful personalities. Very powerful personalities. They should lead from this place of strategic vision, right? Honesty, boldness are big themes, are big, bold decision makers, and action. These are people of action. Their sort of idea to action or thought to action ratio is immediate. Because here's the thing. Eights always want to immediately engage with people in the environment. Boom. I mean, they just, it's like they go at it. Yeah. They move towards things and people you very, and I have, very quickly. You and I know each other. Your mom's an eight. Oh, boy. Tell me about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to agree? So here's my mom. In 1968 or so, my father was dying. She had three other kids, four kids total. My mom was a debutante from Long Island. You know, so she wasn't like, you know, a rough and tumble type of eight. But she took a job as a secretary at a company. Ten years later, she was the chief officer of that company. She took it from a $300,000 company to a multi-multi-million dollar company in that time. And... You know how she did it? Like a typical eight. She hired women. She hired, I mean, this is true about my mom. She hired underdogs. She hired gay women, black women who were single parents, you know, people who had been fired from other jobs. I mean, seriously, yeah. she, she took people, other people rejected in the culture. She took them, she made them a sales force and killed it. Crushed. She loved crushing competition. <laughs> loved crushing her some competition. It sounds like Becca Stevens or at Thistle Farms, who's, yeah, think, built, who's built an I empire. Think so. I totally. think so. Totally. Kind of yeah. yeah, on that and kind of And one of those beautiful empires you could possibly Love imagine. Them. Eights are super powerful. Their strengths, their weaknesses, they lead through strategic vision, honesty, 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 boldness, and action. Yep. Eights make great leaders. They get it done, man. Enneagram nines, yes. the final of the types. You know, you don't find a ton of what I would call nine CEOs. They're out there. They're peacemakers. Right? They're peacemakers. But when they're really self-aware, you know, we often talk about presidents, right? Right. Being nines. They're pleasant. They're laid back, right? They're all of those things. They got to lead really through collaboration consensus. They don't like conflict at all. They have a coolness and a calmness about them that's just sort of like lowers your blood pressure. You want them in your culture. Yeah. For sure. You're not defensive they, around a nine. Oh, no, no, no. They bring the heat way down and, and keep people in a good space. They like harmony. Yeah. Harmony is a big theme with nines. And they can lead. Let's say you're in a high conflict situation. You really want to have as a nine, an eight second in command or a three in command who can go deliver the bad news. Yeah. Right? Because a nine doesn't want to do it. So, you know, they tend to gravitate toward middle management, actually. Right, they don't like a lot of spotlight on them. It's interesting. I think with some of those nine presidents, they had wives who were driver drivers who really oh, man. saw We've their seen talent that a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, Ron, I mean, Nancy Reagan. You can see that she's driving mm -hmm. him toward greater heights. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Michelle Obama, who I'm told from people who work with him isn't one. I found myself alone in a room with Michelle Obama before. Barack was president mm -hmm. at the Democratic National Convention. For whatever reason, security came in the room and said, "Everybody out." 
except for who was going to be first lady and me. I don't know why they left me in there, but they left right. me in there. So we got about 30 minutes to sit and talk before she gave that speech, mm-hmm. the speech the night before he was nominated. And she may be the most powerful presence mm-hmm. I've ever been in a room right. with. Yep. She's stunningly beautiful, yes. incredibly smart. Right. And she can fight as much as she wants to be disarming, but you still just go, this is the authority. Yep. And then met the president a while later, one of the most disarming yep. leaders I've ever met. And I literally thought that is a one-two combination. You know, I literally thought he's president because he's trying to measure up to his wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally right. That's a big right. part of it. I mean, I hate to say that about it, but it's just like Bill Clinton nine-one combination. I think is that right? Oh yeah, she's and then Hillary, Hillary is a one. Tr- yeah, and she's an engine. She's an engine. He's a little bit of a sloth <laughs> in real life. That's hard to imagine. I mean, a road scholar yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, it doesn't mean they can't be accomplished. Yeah, See, that's yeah. the thing. Don't go to stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. Don't go okay. to stereotypes, you know? doesn't mean they can't fire up and get going. They can get go- Once they get going, they're amazing. Yeah. It's getting them going and keeping them going if they stop in the middle of something that's hard, inertia. Well, it's best to be self-aware. It's good to know our strengths oh and weaknesses. Gosh. Critical. And w- without that, we're going to go off the rails and not know why. Well, we're never going to actualize and become the best version of ourselves yeah. ever. You know, we're just going to sort of bang around guardrail to guardrail through our careers and never really here's, get to where we could go. Here's how I use your book. The Road Back to You is the name of the book. And it has all nine types. There's multiple ways to use it. One is you actually understand yourself a lot better. Yep. My threeness, I really enjoy. My fourness drives me crazy sometimes. Anytime I find myself sort of feeling sorry for myself or whatever, I know that's my four wing coming yeah, out. Yeah, you'll know. And the idea is I don't actually try to change that. I just say, hey, you're doing that thing where you feel sorry for yourself. Totally. And I don't actually try to change my behavior, but it starts changing immediately. You know, because I've worked so much with this system and helped so many other people work with the system, I've got 50 cues that something's going wrong in, in my operating system. Explain some of that. What do you mean? Like, because yeah. you know that you're a four. I can catch myself fast. Okay. Before. The... And that keeps you from going off the rails. It keeps That's you out of autopilot. Point. I mean, yeah. literally, you're living awake. You're consciously living. Most people go through life half asleep. They don't realize the impact they're having on other people in the environment. They don't know why they're acting, thinking, and feeling the way that they are. They think it's just true or the natural way to react when really there's this whole wiring and mechanism. Yeah, that's or, causing and they them think to... they're trapped in it. Like, well, this is how it is. This is who I am. It's like, no, no, no. That's not who you are. That's just your personality on autopilot. Hmm. You can develop into something far greater, far more vivid and effective and efficient and really out there using your gifts to change the world if you will do just a little bit of the work on yourself. If you don't, seriously, man, if you don't work on yourself, right? Most leaders jump to, how do I lead the group? How do I lead others? The key is, the first thing a leader has to do is figure out, how do I lead myself? Yeah. That's it. You can't lead yourself unless you have self-knowledge. Enneagram, boom, lots of great information about for you about self-knowledge. Ian, this was a fantastic conversation. I love talking with you, man. Yeah, I do too. Like I said, we should actually get our own show. You've got a podcast called Typology. I do. And you interview somebody every episode, and you usually focus on one type. Yeah, normally. or a panel of types. Yeah, or you yeah. have three fours on, yep. or mm-hmm. five twos, or whatever. Yep. If you really want to understand the Enneagram, get the road back to you. Also subscribe to uh, Ian's Enneagram podcast <laughs> called Typology. If you want a little uh, cheat sheet on how to interact with different Enneagram types in the workplace, go to storybrand.com slash Enneagram. A lot of resources on this. I actually discovered the Enneagram because a friend of mine, I was going over to visit her in Scotland, she and her husband, we're going to do a Greek Orthodox tour of Northern England. I've met them. Yeah, they're yep. fantastic yep. people. And she said, Don, this is how driven Julia is. She's a three. She won the Templeton Prize, Julie Canlis. She literally said, you know, we're doing this 
Greek Orthodox tour of Northern England going through basically, you know, it sounds kind of fancy, but basically it's the study of human civilization is what we were going right. to do. Mm-hmm. So we're with this Oxford scholar, and she said, Don, in the downtime, Matt and I would like to discuss with you the Enneagram. Please read these books and be prepared. So in the downtime, she had homework so that we could actually guide the conversation. There's a three for you. I wish this book would have been around back then. That's how I got into the Enneagram, and I geeked out on it for years. The most helpful self-awareness tool I've ever encountered. Oh, man. And the best book to introduce it is The Road Back to You. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Ian, thanks for being on. Thank you. JJ, one of the things that you often don't like about Enneagram conversations is they tend to be conversations about people's negative characteristics. Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of times people who just have a little bit of knowledge about the Enneagram often will label other people, and the conversation ends up coming across like, ugh, you're such a two, (laughs) or you're such a three, or, you know, and we find the places that are the weakness. The Enneagram is kind of showing you this, like who you kind of become in your dark moments a lot of times, which is a very powerful tool to have to help you know how to lead better, communicate better, and also lead and communicate better with other people. But for yourself even, what I love about this interview is it really is based in the superpower. Yeah. What is your superpower when it comes to leading? Because everybody needs different. how great for different. me, you know, as a three, or you as a two, or, you know, Tim as a two of the three wing, or, you know, on and on, to be able to say, oh, I'm a three, vision, yeah. enthusiasm, passion, yeah. not risk averse, rather than and own those. manipulator, sales yeah. guy, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you tend to, you know, there's this thing called cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and when you believe you're something your brain actually has to cause you to become that something in yeah. order to decrease the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. So what Ian did with this interview, if you really think, I mean, really think about what your type is and make a list of four or five extremely positive adjectives about that type, and you will become more that way yeah. because cognitive dissonance will propel you to become that way. Yeah. And if you think about yourself negatively, cognitive dissonance will make you become that person 100%. because it doesn't like incongruity. Your 100%. brain doesn't. And one of the values that we talk about at StoryBrand is assuming the best in others, right? Yeah. And so... The other thing I like about last week's episode plus this week together is saying, like, start assuming this in other people. Instead of assuming their weakness and assuming this is the way that they go dark with it, what are their superpowers? And how do you call that out in them? How do you pull that out of them? Man, that's good advice. And name it in them. Yeah. You know what we were going to do here on staff? We haven't done it yet, but we're getting so big as a staff, we're probably going to do this soon. We're going to make baseball trading cards. Yeah. So if (laughs) you've been on staff for 90 days... (laughs) We're going to do two things. One, we're going to have a puppet made of you because uh-huh. you can actually pay for it and have a puppet made mm-hmm. of you. You send them a picture and they make a puppet. So in the future, when our podcast goes video, every employee is going to be behind us <laughs> as a puppet. And we can say, hey, get April on the phone. She's That's right exactly. here. She's she right there. Like she looks this. like this. <laughs> and then uh, I want to do baseball trading cards. So you actually have a picture of yourself. You know, you're in a story brand jersey. So you turn it over. Enneagram 3. Yeah. Strings. Do's and don'ts. Yep. You know, don't embarrass them in public. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't do that. And then make sure everybody approves it, and we yeah, you yeah. can change it year <laughs> yeah. after year. But new employee gets this. Can you imagine getting a deck of like forty cards? Yeah. And you get to know everybody on staff. And you just that would be so fun. We're doing that. Hundred percent. We need to do that. We yeah yeah. I think we are because yep. there's getting so many people now. Yep. Yeah, it's really fantastic. Anyway, I love that. Yeah. Lead with your strength, and then call other people's strengths out of them. Yeah. Man, this was a good episode. Ian, thank you so much for coming on. Also, if you're looking for a good Christmas gift. Give them my book, Building a Story Brand. <laughs> yeah. If you have anybody who's in any kind of business or has a vision they want to put into the world, anybody you think that really should be heard, mm-hmm. handing my book is like handing them a microphone. Yeah. They'll figure out how to get heard. 
if they read that book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books. It's called Building a Story Brand. I'd love for you to get it. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's latest EP, Dive Deep, Hushed, on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business.